Well, hello out there, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. My name's Tom. I'm here with my Tinkerbell of a wife, Michelle. Hello. <laughs> we're so happy <laughs> to have you join us once again. I don't know how you found us, but we're so happy you did. Uh, if you find, want to find us in the future, you can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. If you want, we can come right to your device or your phone if you just subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play Music. But we're just so happy you found us. And we love hearing from you, by the way, just like we heard from our favorite former Disneyland VIP hostess who sent us a message on Facebook after listening to last week's episode that we did on the uh, Run Disney Race training tips. She said, great tips, or excuse me, good tips. Also, I get my runners high from the original DuckTales theme song. Which, I know. That was awesome. Uh, as soon as she said that or uh, posted that for us, I was thinking the same thing. Like, we should get that theme song on our runners playlist Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, excuse me at gmail.com and you can find us on the web at hyperionadventurespodcast.com and we are looking to get those of you who started out with us at the very beginning of this show the people who have kicked this podcast off uh, who have been with us for the first two three months we want you to have something special going on so we're kind of want to find out who you are uh, where you're listening to us and we kind of want to get you into this group that I think we're going to call the Hyperion Adventurers uh, they just kind of be that original group uh, as we, we hope to grow this thing larger in the future. But we want those people that supported us from the very beginning to kind of get something special out there, whether it's going to be you know, some meetups at some uh, Disney events or whether it's going to be maybe some uh, coffee mugs we'll send out or T-shirts or something. We're still trying to work that all out. But we want to know who you are and where you're calling us from. Right. And, you know, we love talking Disney and we love interacting with people. And I'm sure if you're a Disney fan, you have that same feeling that when you're talking with somebody with the same kind of passions and interests and can share some awesome stories that it's just a really fun event and fun time. So yeah, get in hold of us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you have any questions, if you have any of your own tips you'd like us to share, we'd totally give you credit for it. Uh, if you just want to say hi, we'd be happy to hear from you. And uh, we'll go over those ways you can find us again uh, near the end of the show. But let's move on to our main topic of the week. We're closing out. It's Sunday. There could be still be some things uh, going on at Comic-Con. But uh, as of right now, this is what's happened so far this week at uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2000. 2018. Uh, you know, I came into it this week a little concerned because, you know, we, we focus mostly on uh, Disney-related topics, whether it be Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and uh, Marvel and Star Wars really didn't have much input going into this week. There, there weren't going to be any panels from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, neither from or from Lucasfilm and from Star Wars, just from kind of smaller panels, but uh, Comic-Con never lets us down. There's always some news out there, and they definitely stepped up again this year. Right, and uh, all things Disney, like you said, be it Star Wars or Marvel or Disney, uh, all had some really fun things that came out or announced this week so it was really exciting even though like you said they weren't in hall h or anything like that this year um they still had a wonderful experience in showing at 
Comic-Con in spite of all that. In spite of all that. There was, of course, some great things. There's always great things at Comic-Con. Uh, Warner Brothers had some great things out of uh, the uh, Fantastic Beasts franchise. They uh, aired a new trailer. There was some good stuff from the DC Universe out there. And I'm sure you can find that. But we focus mostly on Disney stuff, so that's where we're going to start. And the big news kicked off right on the first full day of Comic-Con. They were doing the Clone Wars 10th anniversary celebration panel, which is the one panel, like we didn't get to go this year. We, we've gone the last several years. This year, we had some other things that kind of took up our time. So we just couldn't find a, the time to get out there uh, for the actual convention. But this was the one panel. I was really sad. I really was hoping to make it to, and just we just couldn't figure it out. But Big news came out of that one. The, the panel was moderated by Amy Ratcliffe. It featured uh, Dave Filoni, who is the supervising director, and you may know he handles pretty much all the Lucasfilm Star Wars animated series, whether it be Rebels, whether it's the new one coming up, uh, Resistance, uh, that's coming out. Um, he handles a lot of that stuff and is basically almost the George Lucas of the animated branch of uh, that franchise. Uh, Athena Portillo, uh, the line producer. Ashley Eckstein, excuse me, Eckstein, uh, as you may know, as uh, Ahsoka Tano, and she also does uh, her universe, uh, uh, the uh, Star Wars, and uh, kind of nerd clothing for women out there, you know, and she was, you know, she has done some great things in that regard. Uh, Matt Lanter, who was uh, the voice of Anakin Skywalker, and Kevin uh, Kiner, who was the composer for all the music uh, for the Clone Wars, uh, was there. And they really had it. It was a fun panel. We watched it back, even though we didn't get to 10. We watched it on YouTube, and they really right. did went through some cool stuff through the years of the Clone Wars. Right. I even learned so much from that, watching that and just really um, marveled, I guess, pun intended, <laughs> um, different universe, I guess. Yeah. But anyways, um, I just really enjoyed hearing the descriptions of, you know, kind of the start of Clone Wars and the history behind how they did that and, and just how much George was involved in, in really helping evolve that story and having it be a part of the whole original trilogy. Um, so that was really cool and, and a lot about, you know, the sound and how it really blended well with what um, John Williams had already done with the original mm -hmm. trilogy. Yeah, no, it was it was really interesting panel. Uh, if you want to look for it, uh, and at least a couple of days ago, it was posted out on YouTube. A couple of different sources had uh, recorded out there. It's about an hour long, and you can you can follow it on YouTube. And it's a really interesting panel. But at the end of the panel, uh, the moderator related that uh, Filoni had something he wanted to share with the fans. And he said it's been an anniversary. It's been ten years, and you guys deserve something for being so great. A present, if you will. So we thought there's one thing we could give you. What would it be? So here you go. And they showed this trailer. And it starts off, and it's all these clips from the Clone Wars. A lot of the clone voices out there and a lot of stuff you know. And then it comes back, and everybody started to realize what was going on here. <laughs> and it comes out. You'll find the trailer online. It's an amazing trailer. It's amazing. Um, and it shows... It's coming back. Clone Wars is coming back for another season. I found this out at work. I was at work following along on Twitter, uh, checking this stuff out because I knew this was something we might want to talk about. And they announced it on Twitter. And I literally, and Michelle knows me very well. <laughs> this will not surprise her no, at all. Not at all. No one who knows me very well, my family, whatever. I broke into tears at work 
finding out that Clone Wars is coming back. It's just so funny. <laughs> 13-year-old boy. Yeah, girl, or, I mean. Well, I'm a little bit of everything. <laughs> hashtag uh, Clone Wars saved. Yes, hashtag Clone Wars saved. At the end of the trailer, they had uh, some brand new clips uh, featuring Ahsoka, featuring Anakin. Uh, it's so great uh, that they're bringing this back. They wanted to do it for the fans, is what Dave Filoni said. Uh, it was. It, it's so cool, you know. I mean, it was just so exciting because what happened? If I don't know if you've ever if you've watched the Clone Wars. If you haven't, if you're a Star Wars fan, you really should find it. It's still on Netflix. You can go find it. There were five seasons plus a little kind of half a season, which they called the Lost Missions. What happened was. Um, after the fifth season is uh, basically when Disney acquired Lucasfilm and they decided they kind of want to move in a different direction. They had already uh, produced a few more episodes, which was going to be the uh, full sixth season. And so they just kind of tied it up and they, they, they kind of left some things hanging. They left out, uh, the, like I said, the split uh, sixth season, which was called The Lost Missions. But there were still, there was a lot of stuff out there that kind of had some loose ends that they never tied up. They kind of tied up a couple things, or at least loosely tied them up in Rebels, uh, right. bringing some characters back. And, and so, but we never really got that closure out of the Clone Wars. And so now they're bringing it back for a, what's going to be a 12-episode, seventh season. There's no start date yet, but it will be on Disney's new streaming service, which is expected to launch next year at some point. Right. I mean, the other cool thing, like you mentioned, it is on Netflix. So, um, and we heard there in the panel discussion, and, you know, we've talked to some other people, and it's really exciting now that another generation, you know, some really younger kids, five to seven years old, and, you know, older, obviously, are starting to watch the um, the original uh, Clone Wars. So it's cool that they're going to be able to experience that same joy of watching a new uh, new season coming out. Absolutely. And I know we're going to go back and watch uh, through the seasons again Absolutely. on Netflix while it's still there before until it moves to uh, Disney's new streaming service, which I expect will happen as soon as that uh, gets kicked off. But uh, I'm going to leave a little, going to talk about a couple of the things that are left as loose ends here. And so this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the series, maybe flip ahead about uh, two or three minutes here into our podcast. But a couple of things that we need to go over here is, uh, okay, Flip away. Ahsoka left the Jedi Order at the end of season five. So what this might tie up is what happened with her between season five and when we eventually see her later in Star Wars Rebels, which is after Revenge of the Sith, closer to uh, Rogue One and New Hope. So it'll be interesting to find out what happened there. Right. And in the trailer, they did definitely introduce that she is there. She's going to at least make some appearances. Right. Uh, there was some unrest on Mandalore. We expect that that, that might be part of the storyline. We sh- uh, they showed her uh, there. Um, there. There's a there's a story called the Siege of Mandalore that uh, they may go over. Um, that will be interesting to see too. So. Very looking forward to it. Um, one of our listeners, Amy, connected with us on Facebook. Uh, she was wondering if perhaps this coming back, uh, them announcing that this coming back at Comic Con. Uh, will tie will be relevant to Galaxy's Edge, or will it continue to generate interest and excitement in that? Uh, she also said she read a few fan comments that this is a plea to gain back the quote-unquote core fans possibly lost after Last Jedi. Um, I think this was definitely driven by the fans. Right, uh, it's probably a blend of all of that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I know that with some of the challenges that they've had with, you know, Solo not being as as large of a hit, you know, and some 
some of the criticisms of where Star Wars has gone over the last couple of years that they have been looking at. What do they need to do to kind of refocus that core group and, you know, keep the interest going in this franchise? Yeah, I think it may have been like kind of an olive branch to some of the fans, some of the more loyal fans. Uh, there was a big letter writing uh, um, crusade to kind of uh, get some of these people uh, get this show back on uh but this is obviously but you can tell from the trailer that it had been in the works for a little while they had new animation uh they had some of the voice work although it was only from a couple of the characters they did have some voice work there so i don't know if it was completely driven by what happened for solo or the last jedi and by the way the last jedi i know we differ on a little bit i loved it you weren't as big a fan of it there are a lot of parts that i liked um overall i'm not saying it was my favorite and i had there were some parts that i wasn't a huge fan of it but i liked the movie overall um it's okay for people not to like things and i I think that's where some of the star wars fans are kind of falling out right now it's like you don't have to like it this person can like it doesn't mean it doesn't affect your life at all um anyway i don't want to get too much into that but I don't think this was driven by the super negative, really bad fans that are out there that are really trolling a lot of people. And um, it's really actually a bad part of what Star Wars fandom has become recently. I think this is more like, look, we're listening to you out there. You, you, you're really good fans. Um, we want to kind of give you something that you deserve out there for being a fan of Star Wars. Right. And, you know, and to keep it going. And, you know, if if parents are are having some issues with the, the current state of what some of the movies are showing or whatever, this is a good way to reconnect with them so that they are, you know, actually the ones, you know, kind of branding this whole for their children. And so it's, right. it's, it's good. You yeah. Know? And, and by the way, if, if whatever happened in The Last Jedi, no matter what you felt about it, if it kept you from going to see Solo, um, I suggest you go you check it out when it comes to, if, if it's, it might still be in the theater in a couple of places. It's coming out on digital and Blu-ray very soon. Um, check it out. We both enjoyed it. It's right. not the greatest Star Wars movie ever, but we both thought it was a, it was a good time. Right, right. It's it's a fun movie to watch, you know, and it's fun to see how, um, you know, the characters came together in this. And, it you know, like Rogue One by far is one of my favorite mm-hmm. Star Wars stories. And um, this is not that intense. No. <laughs> it's not. Like I said, it's more just a fun movie. It's a great date movie. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of enjoyment. Um, but it's a fun summer it movie. It's a fun summer movie, yeah. Uh, so if, you know, and, and that's the thing is there was so much negative press around that and negative press coming from some of the uh, the less friendly, call them Star Wars I don't even want to call them fans, but those people that enjoy Star Wars themselves or want to see Star Wars their way, then I think it kind of drew some people away from that movie. And I, I think you're, many Star Wars fans are hurting themselves if they, they don't go out and at least give this movie a chance. If you don't like it, fine. Like I said, not everybody has to like everything, but uh, I think you're, you're shorting yourself if you don't at least actually give yourself a chance to see this movie and see if you enjoy it or not. So, um, also, I just wanted one more thing that came out of Comic-Con that is actually today, and that deals with the fandom out there. I don't know if you heard this, but I think I brought it up with you at one point. But um, Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose Tico in The Last Jedi, and, you know, it's a character very divisive on people liking, not liking this character. And actually, there were a lot of trolls out there who drove her 
off of Instagram, essentially, just by the things they said. How the thing, sad. Yeah, it's very sad, and it, it really bothers me that that's out there in this world right now. But today at Comic-Con, they held what they called a Rally for Rose, and they had some cosplayers dressed as Rose. They had some others dressed in Rose Tico t-shirts, and it was nice to see something supportive coming from the Star Wars community to show that not everybody out there is so negative. No matter what you feel about this character, look, I'm going to tell you right now, you may hate Rose Tico, but if you were offered that gig, you're going to tell me you're going to turn it down. Your one chance to go star in a Star Wars movie, even if it's even if it was Jar Jar Binks, you know, as someone right. you know, one of the most you know hated. I'm not going to say hated, but one of the characters that is not thought of well most in the star. If you got that chance to get that role, you would take it, I would think. And so um, I'm just glad to see some some people giving her support. Right, right, and you know, I also like that character, but. Regardless of that, you know, it's just, again, it's a movie and it's a story, but it's great to see that Comic-Con is taking advantage of, you know, really showing the positive side and rallying for, you know, positivity and avoiding these negative things that social media has kind of really started to have pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really sad that what's going on right now, and hopefully uh, the Star Wars community can change that and move forward and be more of a positive message out there, because I always felt that's what Star Wars was. It was a positive message uh, series, so hopefully right. that can and the stories are still on a positive Absolutely. Note, and so... Let's, let's just enjoy that. Right. One other Star Wars-related note out of Comic-Con this year is, I don't know if you've been following along on social media, but Mark Hamill has been having a lot of fun on social media with Comic-Con. I'm wondering, putting posts out there, is he there? In you know, wearing masks and kind of walking him in among the fans. Is he not there? And he's just kind of having fun with everybody. There's been a lot of fun on social media. If you want to go back and follow his timeline, uh, it's uh, at Hamill himself. Uh, go out there and follow because he's been having a lot of fun. I still don't know if he was there or not. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, yes, he was there. He was wearing this mask this day. He was wearing this costume this day. I still haven't seen re- genuine proof of it, but either way, it's been a lot of fun to follow along this week. Absolutely. And, you know, there have been some, you know, you know, unannounced people showing up at panels and things as well. But, um, yeah, he is amazing, and, and he is just a lot of fun. And um, one of the things that I tweeted out earlier in the week, too, that I had forgotten about was that he was, um, you know, we did our Throwback Thursday picture with him with Comic-Con in 20, excuse me, not 2016, uh, 1976. Wow. And, yeah. uh, you know, when Star Wars was being announced at Comic-Con back then. So, Back when it was a little smaller than it is today. That's right. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just, Just a little, a little bit. bit. Okay, so moving on, uh, we'll get to some other things here, not Star Wars related. Uh, another big show that made a lot of news at Comic-Con, Disney related, is DuckTales uh, made some news at Comic-Con this year. They deba- debuted a sizzle reel for season two, which was really cool. And you can also find that if you want to look around on YouTube and some various other sites. And it's kind of cool. Uh, one of the things that came out of it is a glimpse of Magicka. Uh, who is out of her shadow form in Ooh. season two? They don't. You don't get really get a good look at her, but you get a little glimpse of her. So you you may find out. Uh, it's kind of interesting uh, to check out in there. Other news that came out is that they showed some slides and some animation uh, stills of some great new characters that are coming uh, in the coming in the uh, season two. Uh, the most exciting to me personally, I think you will agree with this too, is that the three Cavalieros are going to be showing That's up in awesome. season two. 
And which means we'll probably get a little more Donald. That's the one thing I've had a problem with with Ducktales uh, so far is that Donald's kind of like you barely see him right. at all in it. You know, Very but so it'd be kind of cool to see him and Jose and Panchito uh, showing up at some point in season two. I think that's exciting. Right, and it's so fun to see that coming back and kind of blending with the Ducktales uh, storyline. So, yeah, that was really exciting news for me as well. Right. Uh, one more note out of the Ducktales panel that came out is that. Uh, Donald Duck is going to have a guest star voice in the season one finale coming up. Uh, the episode is going to be titled The Shadow War. I'm sure that has to do with Magica uh, in some way, shape, or form, being as that she is a shadow as we know her right now. Uh, the person who will be guest voicing Donald Duck is Don Cheadle. Oh, wow. Don Cheadle, who you may know uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe as James Rhodes, Rhodey, War Machine. Uh, he is in Iron Man 2 and 3, The Avengers, Captain America Civil War. He's been all over it. Funny guy. He's actually been in a lot of stuff, but that's Very maybe cool. how you know him from the uh, Disney World most. But that's going to be interesting to see him uh, be Donald. It's uh, uh, you know such an iconic character. Right, right. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, other things that came out of Comic-Con, Disney-related. Uh, D23 held their 90 Years of Mickey Mouse uh, panel, and they revealed... The 90th birthday portrait of uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, and they, it's entitled uh, Spreading Happiness Around the World. Uh, if you're looking at the front page, I'm going to post a, it's in amongst a collage of pictures, Comic Con pictures. It's, it's going to be uh, on the front page of this podcast. You'll be able to see it there, but you can also find it easily online. It's got Mickey floating over the earth, holding onto balloons, kind of an up style, you know, with a bunch of balloons, including one that is a Mickey balloon, by the way, oh, wow. with Mickey ears. Uh, it's, it's spreading what looks like pixie dust all over the world. It was so cute to see that it, you know, even though they were kind of really going about uh, Mickey through the years and and how his look has changed somewhat, it, it has a lot of the classic Mickey look into yeah. that portrait. So I was really so thrilled about that. So it was commissioned by the Walt Disney Archives, D23, and the Walt Disney Animation Studios. And the uh, animator, the artist, he's an animator, who uh, created is Mark Henn. And it really is a nice piece of art. I uh, suggest you go check it out. Um, we got to see when we went to, to go, we went in the studios and went into the Walt Disney archives. We got to see a, a couple of the portraits of right. Mickey Mouse that had commi uh, been commissioned in the past. And they're, they're really, really cool. Right. And, uh, one of the things I'm reading about people who are just joining D23 now is in their, um, entry box. I don't know mm -hmm. what it's really called. The, it's uh, a member gift, member, a gift member gift box. box. Um, and, and those. That usually contains a lot of different pictures, but being that it is the 90th anniversary of, or Mickey's birthday, um, they are having more Mickey pictures in that. So I'm looking forward when we renew again, right. that we get to see some of those uh, pieces in our gift box. Right. When we got our first one, it was the Nine Old Men, a bunch of stuff right. from the Nine Old Men, which was really cool to go through and leaf through. But yeah, if you join, uh, you can get that box and it really is a lot of cool stuff involved in there. And there's a lot of other D23 uh, stuff that you just by... I mean, Membership, which is really not that expensive, uh, really gets you benefits of. One of them, and we're going to get to our next topic here, was last night's D23 25th anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas San Diego member mixer that we attended last night. Uh, this took place uh, last night, which was, if you're hearing this later in the uh, in the future sometime. I don't know when you're listening to this episode of the podcast, but it was Saturday, uh, July 21st. It was at the House of Blues in downtown San Diego, a few blocks from the Comic-Con and the Convention Center. Uh, it had spooky treats, 
uh, photo opportunities with Jack Skellington, Sally, and Oogie Boogie, which we took advantage of. Right. We, we went through both lines. Right. <laughs> uh, it was about 250 guests is what I think it seemed like. Uh, they did have a few problems, unfortunately, with it. Um, seemed like the venue wasn't the perfect venue for this. Last year we went, and, uh, and I'm not going to complain too much about this. It was free. Right. You know, and we you just had to get there and sign up for these free tickets. So I can't complain too much about anything that's free. We got free food. We got, we had to pay for cocktails, but we, had, you know, free food. They had some waters and other drinks and right. everything there. But it was a free event. But last year we went and there was a Star Wars related one and it was at the Hard Rock Hotel. And I want to say it was a, at least 100 to 150 less people. Uh, at that venue. It seemed more intimate. Uh, it was easier to mix with other people. The flow was a little better. Um, we got to meet a lot of the uh, the people, the brass at uh, D23 and talk with them. And it just seemed to flow and just be a little more convenient for people who went. Absolutely. And we also last year were able to actually, it was a mixer and we did get to mix with some people and, you know, uh, go to different tables and mm-hmm. talk to different fans. We met some great people last year. Really enjoyable conversations with a lot of different people. And um, this, you know, it, to me, this was more of a celebration of yeah. the 25th anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas rather than so much of a mixer. It wasn't, the the uh, setup didn't allow for a lot of mixing, but, um, you know, still enjoyable. And I agree with you. Last year, the bar was set pretty high compared to this year. Um it still wasn't a, a, definitely a fun event. Yeah, I, I think that the you know the, the issue mostly was the venue. It just didn't wasn't didn't function well for the flow of this many people in there. I think if they had cut it back by even fifty people, but more pro- probably of like a hundred people, kept it to about one hundred and fifty people approximately. I think it really would have did a completely different event. Uh, again, I'm not going to complain too much about something we got for free because that's just ridiculous and and kind of annoying. I'd be annoyed for something. Hey, we give you this for free. What do you want? You exactly. Know? But, exactly. And you know, it did sell out in five minutes. Right. So I mean, there is a high demand. Um, it did get a lot of recognition. Obviously, being so close to Comic Con as well um, made it a very popular event. Mm-hmm. And this is more just constructive criticism and hoping D23 listens to this and maybe can uh, adjust it in the future. And, you know, we love D23 and we'll be talking more about D23 uh, coming up here in future episodes. But uh, we love them and we want to see them have the best events possible. Right. And again, you know, I think what you you talked about was really spot on that the venue setting it, it you know was kind of tight and cramped mm-hmm. for the amount of people that were there so maybe even having even if there were that many guests at this event having it in a more spacious area you know having some of the lines spread out a little bit here you know you were kind of if you were in line for a picture taken you were kind of bumping up against people getting in line for food and there was a lot of you know there was some confusion, confusion in which line which you were line in everybody did... kept asking which line are you in you in this line are you in that line right. you know and it's just a little problem with flow that we used to be we one of the things we i don't think we ever got out there we used to do catering work um right. and so we kind of had to deal with this so we kind of know what some of it can be like and the troubles that can be there and we understand it so uh this was it just again just a little critique we're looking forward to next year's and uh, hoping that it's going to be even better, even though we still had fun. We still had fun. We had time. a blast. And we had some and great pictures with Jack and yeah, Sally yeah. and Oogie Boogie. Uh, they were a lot of fun. Yeah, and they're, the, the people, the characters that were there were very lively and fun and enjoyable to interact with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the folks from D23, you know, um, Michael and Josh, 
they were wonderful hosts, and you know we always enjoy having an opportunity to talk to them. Absolutely, the they're always great every time we run into them at any of these events. So that's it for our news right now from Comic Con. It was another great four or five, if you count preview night, five days out here in San Diego. If you haven't ever gone to Comic Con, really suggest you check it out at some point. Uh, it's got it covers so many things. It's really a, an experience to take in at some point in your life. Uh, we will talk more about what we call Disney Comic Con. Uh, which is the D23 Expo that's coming up next year. And we'll be talking about that because tickets for that are going on sale in about a month from now. And that is even, if you're a Disney fan like we are, that is even better. And we'll discuss more of that in the future. But I also want to give a plug for coming out to San Diego during Comic-Con, even if you can't get tickets, because I know that, you know, there there is such a high demand for that. Um, Even if you don't get a, a... Badge, I should say, not tickets. tickets, Badge. Badges. Badges, Badges, yes. There's a lot going on around the convention center, Mm -hmm. downtown in the gas lamp. There's a lot of events and even just you know, going and people watching oh, is amazing, amazing out there. It's, a lot it's of fun. amazing and you know like when we were actually walking to um, the House of Blues yesterday, we were seeing you know people will sit on. There's a lot of outdoor seating and they were they had their um, like Olympic. Uh, scorecards and as, <laughs> holding up numbers, <laughs> yeah, telling people, oh, that you know, that cosplay's a ten, you right. know, and it, you know, just a lot of fun. But and they also have a lot of the companies now have a lot of displays and uh, interactive booths outside of the convention center in the gas lamp. So if you cannot actually, you know, go into Comic Con itself, you can definitely enjoy a lot of the great vibe in the city, mm-hmm. and everybody can dress up. You don't have to be going to comic-con to you know cosplay and it's just amazing and it's always really positive and a lot of fun yeah we've gone down there before michelle drew up uh cosplay bingo cards so you would go along the group of us and we would strike off uh boxes as we you know and there'd be different uh characters like you saw superman you saw batman you saw wonder woman if you saw that it was on your card you would check it off and you know the first person got bingo got a little prize was, right and even just uh taking the trolley you can see a lot of great cosplay mm-hmm. uh, in there and it's just it's just so fun you know you, you get in a trolley you're going somewhere and you're seeing people all dressed up mm-hmm. and happy and excited and it's Super wonderful vibe. It is. It is. So that's it. Another great week of Comic-Con. If you came out here, thanks for coming out and joining us in our fair city. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again in the future. Now, on to the other Disney stories of the week. As we always do, we go through the Disney stories that come out. And there's always so many Disney stories. Again, I won't get to all of these. I'm trying to keep this podcast down. With the last couple weeks, we've broken records for how long the podcast <laughs> is. I'm going to try and keep this to around 40, 45 minutes this week. Uh, our first story... Bugs Land in the Disneyland Resort, the closing date has been announced as of this week. Uh, as you may know, back in March, the Disneyland Resort announced that a new Marvel-themed superhero land will be coming to Disney's California Adventure Park in 2020. And that new land will include, of course, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It's going to attach, you know, there's kind of a little walkway and a fence there. They're going to connect to one another. Uh, so the final date, if you're a Bugs Land fan and you want to get out there, it's going to be closing on September 4th. So you have just a couple more months to get out there and enjoy that with your, your little ones. I know there's a lot of people that are very sad by Bugs Land going away because it really is kind of the only place in uh, California Adventure Park where the little ones can get out there and get on a lot of rides. So get out there and, and, and get your crack at it before it closes on September 4th. 
It's nice that in Pixar Pier, though, they are starting to adopt some, you know, you, we're seeing the ri- the attractions that they're announcing are incorporating a lot of similar type mm-hmm. of of extra attractions that were in that, that Bugs Land. So they're, I'm sure they are still trying to keep that fan base for um, those types of attractions for little, little kids as yeah. well. Um, but as, it makes sense to bring in Marvel. Yeah, as I talked about in a previous episode, uh, Flix Flyers, it, it's going to be transformed into a, uh, the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind on Pixar Pier. Uh, so I uh, don't know when that's going to open up, but that, that will move at least transition over there. I don't know if they'll do anything with some of the other rides uh, that are there in Bugs Land, but hopefully they can find some space for them too. So there are still some things for some of the little, little uh, kids out there. Right. Uh, new opening date for the uh, Superhero Land has not been announced yet, but it's expected to be sometime in 2020. So we'll see how that progresses. Uh, another note for people who are looking to go to Disneyland and the Disneyland Resort, Amtrak customers can now save on tickets to Disneyland. Uh, now through September 3rd, passengers on Amtrak's Pacific Surfliner, which goes from San Diego to San Luis, Luis Obispo, and the other way, of course, uh, they will. They've they've established a partnership with Disneyland, uh, and that will include a five percent savings on admission uh, to the theme park. So, if you are looking to take the train to the park, if you live in LA, you know it's not a far trip, but hey, it's the kind of way to get there. You don't have to pay for parking, whatever. If you're coming up from San Diego, Santa Barbara, uh, we've taken the train up there, and it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and you know it's it's a way when when you're first going out, you're not uh, having to drive and focus on on the road, and just can be relaxing, going on up there, and then it, it does drop you off really close, and it's just like an Uber drive away. It's just very, very quick. Yeah, um, yeah, a couple bucks only. Right. Uh, and there's also buses that run from there if you want right. to you know, just get on a bus. bus. Uh, it, it, the train gets out right at uh, Angel Stadium there. Uh, it's really convenient. Um, it's a lot of fun, especially like uh, on some days, maybe you know if you're on a really long day at Disney uh, and you just – are exhausted. You don't want to drive home. Sometimes it's nice just to hop on the train and just kick back and let them take you to wherever you want to go to. So, uh, like I said, that runs through September 3rd and it's on one and uh, two day tickets, 5% savings. So if you're thinking about doing it, look into that on Amtrak's website. Um, I think I have it here. Yeah, it's uh, visit PacificSurfLiner.com slash Disney uh, to f- and uh, use their reservation number to, you can use your reservation number to uh, save on those tickets. Great idea. Yeah. Uh, now on to Walt Disney World. There's some news out of Walt Disney World, actually, and also the Disneyland Resort. Uh, it's There's some rumors out there that there's going to be a virtual reality Wreck-It Ralph attraction uh, coming. According to Walt Disney World News Today, it's a, which is a great website, by the way, WDW News Today, uh, to get some rumors about if Disney, if you're interested at all. On uh, November 21st, uh, a Wreck-It Ralph VR attraction is slated to open in Disney Springs and at the at the Walt Disney World Resort and at Downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort. It's going to uh, reportedly open at the Void, which you may know uh, in both coasts as uh, right now having the VR experience, uh, Star Wars Secrets of the Empire, uh, which I know we haven't gone on yet, but uh, I've seen a lot of people, talk to some people who have been there, and they loved it. Yeah, they said it was just amazing. Yeah. 
Um, and th- apparently that it hasn't been named yet, but that is going to open up possibly in uh, November. And they'll, they'll still are going to keep the Star Wars attraction. They're just going to kind of split it off. So you can either go to the Wreck-It Ralph or you can do the Star Wars one or you can do both. Uh, so Great again, idea. <laughs> just, just a rumor, but uh, that would be kind of interesting if that happens. And it would make sense uh, with, uh, of course, Ralph Breaks the Internet coming out this fall to kind of tie it in with that. Right. Uh, one more note that we have here, and this is a big one. We've been talking about this a couple different episodes. Uh, Comcast has conceded to Disney. Disney is going to purchase 21st Century Fox. Yay. That's right. Uh, they, they, they gave up. They couldn't pass up the $71.3 billion offer uh, Disney had put up for 21st Century Fox, uh, as well as the Department of Justice saying that the, they will not have problems with antitrust issues uh so that just was too much for comcast they've given up on it now and so it looks like coming up as early as this friday on the 27th when i believe if i remember from a past episode is when uh the fox uh shareholders will be voting on this that's when uh it could be as early as that that disney will now own 21st century fox i don't know when it will truly become official but that could be the day that it's voted on and they can move forward that's great news, and it you know really be wonderful for so many different reasons. And you know, with Disney going onto the new platform of streaming and everything, this is just a great new addition that they would have to that organization. Yeah, it's going to bring in uh, the X Men, uh, Fantastic Four, Deadpool. It's going to bring Marvel most for the most part back together under one umbrella, which is nice, especially since we're wrapping up Phase Three uh, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and they'll be looking to move forward with the new characters. Well, now they can bring in a lot of these characters in and start telling all sorts of new storylines and I think that's really big uh, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Also coming along will be Avatar which they have a bunch of new movies slated. I believe there's going to be up, I think it's like five new movies or it's going to be total five episodes or something like that coming out and of course that ties in with Pandora which is out at the Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Uh, the Simpsons, I know you're excited know. about The Simpsons Yay. coming over. And also the Alien franchise, among many, many other things. I, I read somewhere that like now that when this goes through that uh, Disney is going to own like 40% of the movies that come into the theaters. Wow. Uh, it's it's crazy amount. So yeah. that's going to help them for their new streaming platform, like I said earlier, that they're planning on launching at some point next year. They'll have a whole bunch of new content. That includes TV as well, the TV shows. So that that's going to be very helpful to kind of get this thing going as they want to battle Netflix. So that's it for our stories of the week. As I always, we could go on forever uh, on Disney stories, but we want to move this thing along. If there's a story we didn't touch on, of course, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, you can email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com and let us know uh, if you want to talk about any stories out there or if you have a story you want to share with us, uh, feel free to contact us. Uh, now, we're going to wrap this thing up in a timely manner today. I'm going to get this thing in 45 minutes. I swear it's going to happen. And so let's start it off as we always do with our tips of the week. And to start it off is Michelle with her tip of the week. Well, thank you. So uh, this is just actually a, a bunch of little pieces of information about Disneyland Paris. And uh, for any of you, th- those of you who would be interested in, in traveling there, wanted to you know bring point out some really great new features they have. So right now they have a deal running until October eighth that you can pre-purchase online an adult ticket 
for the price of a child ticket. Wow. So um, that's, great. that's until October 8th. And as I mentioned, you can do it online. Um, and I also wanted to talk about that they do have fast passes. And just like at Disneyland California um, and in Florida, you, you can get a free fast pass. Uh, it's the one Disneyland Paris is similar to Disneyland California in that you go to the attraction and you get a return time. But they also are having, uh, for a limited time, what's called Access One. Hmm. And that you can pay per attraction a fee. It's Right now it's 15 euros, and you can go there any time. You wow. don't need a specific time. So, I mean, if you are really trying to get through a lot of attractions and you, you know... Felt like that was your way to get through through it in a day. That is available. There's right that now. one attraction that has the big line, like the Ratatouille uh, attraction. Right. Is uh, that that line is always crazy. So if you for whatever reason couldn't get a fast pass to it, uh, that you know maybe you do want to splurge a little bit and make right. sure you have exactly. access to that ride. You don't want to miss that if you go out there. It will be in Walt Disney World eventually, but right. if you're going to Disneyland Paris, that's an attraction you need to go to. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, the other great feature that they have if you're going out to Disneyland California is called Disney Express. And um, this is something similar to what they have it, at Disney. Are you Disney- Disneyland California or Disneyland Paris? Disneyland Paris. Yeah, you sorry. Disneyland California. Ah. That's okay. It happens. <laughs> it's in my brain, yep. I guess. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. Disneyland Paris has what's called Disney Express. And this is if you've gone to Disney World and used um, their services for luggage, et cetera. It's, it's very similar to that. So here you can get your hotel check-in documents, um, have your luggage transferred directly to your hotel, and then get your tickets and go straight to the park upon nice. arrival. And that, um, if you book your direct Eurostar train on Disneyland Paris website or through their Disneyland Paris call center, then what happens is that a cast member actually boards the train and gets all that going for you at that time. Otherwise, if you just make your own train reservations, then you uh, once you get to... Um, the, tr- the rail station, then there is a counter that you can go to and drop off your luggage there and get information about your hotel check-in documents, et cetera, at that same time. So um, those are some really great features. And that service even includes some of the air- area hotels that are not on Disneyland property. Mm. So um, Wow. That's right. Good. I know, right? So it if you're going to Disneyland Paris, you know, check out some of those special features. They also have the Disneyland Paris app um, that's available to you as well. But um, anyways, as I mentioned, you would check out uh, Disney Express luggage service. And it's also, um, they have a cute little thing on the app describing how that all works with cute little drawings, et cetera. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, that so, might um, that might be beneficial for uh, you know people who are going out there uh, head out there this summer or of course there's the Run Disney race coming up in September if you're heading out for uh, that there'll be a Disneyland Paris Run Disney race coming up uh, some good tips that uh, might help them out right and they are um, I think I believe tomorrow's the deadline um, and if that's wrong I'll tweet out the right deadline uh, if anybody wanted to call in to be a volunteer for the Run Disney race at Disneyland Paris. They are still taking some volunteers uh, to help with that. And tomorrow being the uh, July 23rd, if you're listening to Correct. this past then, you. Uh, yeah, you, you may not know, but uh, July 23rd. So that, that's good knowledge and, and uh, good to know. Good to know. Thank you, Michelle. Sure. Good stuff. Uh, I'm going to do something really quickly here so we can make sure and get this thing under 45 minutes. My tip of the week, and it's something that many of you probably already know out there, but I'm sure there are a few of you that 
either haven't gone to the parks recently or, or, or just don't really know. I never really uh, thought to check on this. But uh, when you go out there and you're with your family or with your significant other or whatever, of course, you want to get some great pictures while you're out there at the parks. They have some great places uh, with a Disney uh, photo pass photographer out there that they'll get you in front of some great backdrops with some characters, whatever the case may be. Um, and of course, those cost money unless you you know, purchase an annual pass that has it attached to them to get to purchase those pictures uh, that costs money. But you may not know is that not only will those photographers take the picture with their own cameras, if you hand them your phone or your camera, they will all always take a picture of you as well in those same areas. So if you don't want to purchase those photos, you can still get them on your own phone, on your own camera, and you don't have to pay an extra cent for them at all. And so, I mean, it, that is one way to help you save some money on these trips. I mean, I, I will say always that, especially when you're going on a big vacation somewhere, whether it be to Walt Disney World Resort or whether it be to the Disneyland Resort, uh, Memory Maker is a great thing to purchase right. out there. Because especially if it's something that you don't do regularly, you want to keep these fam family memories with you. They Those photographers take great pictures and they sometimes will add some special effects in with them that make it even that much more magical for your stay. I would suggest for splurging every once in a while to uh, buy that package, the Memory Maker package. But if you don't, this is kind of a great way to just kind of, you know, cut into what it costs you to be on these trips from time to time. Right. You know, and like you're saying, especially if it's a if it's a memorable vacation or a family reunion, then, you know, it is probably a good thing to splurge on some some of those uh, available services and as you mentioned you know ha they they not only will take your picture with your phone you know they'll also help you set up to to pose and mm -hmm. you know to get the optimal shot and the other thing they have in the parks too um are where it says photo station sometimes there's not somebody there to take pictures but it kind of gives you uh, a clue in that 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 there would be a great backdrop right absolutely there are some great spots out there uh, to get those photos and uh, you know really take advantage of them when you're out there you'll really love those pictures in the future so that's it we're gonna get this thing in maybe a little under over 45 minutes but pretty close to it uh, thanks for joining us again next week we're gonna be telling you more about the chalk walk uh, coming up we've talked about it in a previous episode the chalk walk in the park at the Disneyland Resort which is coming up next month in August uh, we're gonna be talking some about that. We're trying to set up some things, but our plan is to have Zach Abrams on, who is the Assistant Vice President of Community Engagement and Special Events for the Chalk Children's Foundation. He's going to um, be joining us for an interview to talk about uh, that great event, uh, talk about the charity that it supports, and hopefully see why maybe you might want to get involved in that. So that might be fun for next week. Oh, right. And it is a fun event. It's, you know, it's a simple event because it, it is a walk. You're going through the park, but uh, the the Cast members at Disney really embrace this. They're all out there, and there's a lot of fun things to see along the way. Great photo opportunities there as well. And like you said, you you know you're you're going there for a great charity, and um, it's really wonderful to see and hear about the stories of kids who have really benefited from the Children's Hospital. And so, I would totally recommend it. It's, it's yeah. just fun, and it, you know it's a really easy afternoon to or excuse me morning early morning early morning to go through disneyland park yes and we'll get more into that next week we'll really break it down and we're looking forward to that discussion with uh, zach abrams next week so that's it for this week uh follow us on social media as i said before on twitter at hyperion podcast 
<laughs> on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, on the web, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com, and you can email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. We're glad you found us today. In the future, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music, and we'll come right to your phone or devices whenever the new episode comes out. It's usually Sunday, but there may be some different times, different dates. You'll, it'll come right to the and you can listen to it whenever you want um, please if you have the chance one tell a friend about us you know there's plenty of people out there who love Disney may not know about us that, but might want to be interested in what we're talking about here please tell them about us but also even more importantly if you just have a couple seconds on one of these sites if you could just give us a little review uh, that would help uh, immeasurably to getting some people out there that maybe this might be of interest uh, this podcast might be of interest to them uh, get them to know who we are and uh, that it might be something that they would enjoy. And thanks to those of you who have given us some feedback already and some ideas for some future episodes. Yes, our Hyperion adventurers out there, please contact. We talked about that at the top of the show. Please contact us. We'd love to know who you are. So that's it for this week. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. And once again, as always, we hope you have a magical week. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.